Smashing the Plateau. I'm David Schreiner Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss. It's so easy to buy into the media story around age discrimination and you know, all of these problems. The people that I see who are successful, they reach back into uh, the advantages that got them there in the first place. Today on episode 18 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Caroline Siniza Levine. Caroline specializes in career changes and has reinvented herself multiple times. First, from traditional employee to co-founder of Six Figure Start, a career coaching firm, in 2008. And she added another step to her own reinvention in 2017 when she launched CostaRicaFire.com, a real estate and fire site. FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. Caroline is also a Forbes leadership columnist and the author of Jump Ship, 10 Steps to Starting a New Career. In this episode, Caroline describes how her own transitions often dovetail with the experiences of her clients. If you're trying to build your own business after a late career job loss and want to make more money faster with fewer mistakes along the way, Sign up for a complimentary Going Solo action planning session now. Go to goingsoloplan.com. That's goingsoloplan.com. Now, let's welcome Caroline. Caroline, you've reinvented yourself multiple times, from traditional employee to co-founder of your business, Six Figure Start, and also with CostaRicaFire.com. How did that come about? So it was, I actually call myself a reluctant uh, entrepreneur. So starting my own firm was actually not in the cards if you had asked me as I was starting my career. But I've always been interested in careers. I've always been following career trends. And I could see even in the 90s, certainly by, by the 2000s, that the arc of people's careers was actually getting shorter and shorter. And so I really felt like I needed to own my own career and at least think of myself as a brand, if not a standalone company. And of course, once I started doing that, working in a traditional nine to five felt pretty stifling. And so it was just one of these things where I wanted to do uh, different things. And so that was really the, the start of it, just noticing you know, the way other careers were moving, the way the job market was moving, and then also having my own interests that I could better pursue by doing my own thing. What kinds of jobs did you have when you were an employee? So I started my career in investment banking, management consulting. So I did that for the first five years. And then I moved into recruiting, which is how I got so interested in careers. Uh, and I was in retained executive search. So hiring for uh, different industries, management consulting, financial services, technology, uh, healthcare, pharma. And then I moved in-house and I worked as a corporate recruiter for a large media company. And that was during the throes of, um, so that was the 2000s, early 2000s, where media was consolidating and there was a lot of change, a lot of layoffs, a lot of restructuring. And so that was also a really interesting vantage point to be inside and seeing all of that go on. And so how long have you had your own business at this point? 
So I started my first business, Six Figure Start, in 2008. So we're in our 12th year and then started Costa Rica Fire uh, just over two years ago. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the fact that you have two different businesses. Why? So, you know, part of it's interest, but also part of it is just, I think, the natural evolution of both the business that I'm in and, you know, where I see careers. So Six Figure Start focuses on career coaching. And so it is made up of former recruiters like myself who are now career coaches. And we focus on your very typical job search, uh, career change, leadership development type of work. So all things related to career. Costa Rica Fire started over two years ago when uh, my husband and partner and I started investing in real estate in Costa Rica. And it really became first an outlet for talking about Costa Rica and real estate and the market out there. But it has since morphed to talking more about how real estate actually enabled us to make some pretty bold career moves. And so I can see that Six Figure Start and Costa Rica Fire are kind of merging in, you know, my goals and objectives for both businesses in a sense that career planning is changing. And the line between career planning and financial planning has, you know, basically all but disappeared given how uncertain careers are, uh, how long retirements are. And so I can see that the two businesses might at some point merge a little bit. But for right now, Six Figure Start is the career piece. Costa Rica Fire is more the real estate financial piece. Right. And it sounds like your own businesses have evolved based on your own personal goals. Absolutely. And that's part of the benefit, really. That's one of the biggest benefits of doing something on your own and running your own thing is that you can pursue uh, your interests, where you think the market is going, and really take advantage of opportunities as you see them. Yeah. And Caroline, how do your own experiences dovetail with what you coach clients on, particularly in six-figure start in the career piece? Yeah. So I think the biggest, the most relevant piece of my experience for my clients is my recruiting experience. Because I've been on the other side of the desk hiring people and seeing careers uh, as they flourish or not when I was in-house uh, corporate recruiting. And so I can really give the perspective of this is what you can expect in terms of uh, employers hiring. And that hiring process extends to consulting um, and to uh, short-term or, or project-oriented hiring. And so as the market has become more gig economy focused, if you will, um, that same hiring process still exists in terms of how uh, employers or how companies are vetting people who might essentially uh, provide a solution to their problem. Mm. And along with those kinds of changes in the way people are being hired, in particular, since going solo is all about how to manage the transition from employment to entrepreneurship, particularly when it happens later in one's career and when it's triggered by the company making a decision rather than you making a decision, what trends are you seeing in that space? Yeah, so even when I was at the media company, and that was in the early 2000s, 
Um, and I was seeing that company struggling with being more competitive uh, with technology, disrupting their business. And if you look at media, technology, financial services, which was my early career, these are pretty, what I call young industries in terms of the demographic of who they hire and how quickly they promote. And as technology has become more and more embedded into all of the different industries, I find, uh, and I've been seeing it early on, but I see it certainly now, that there is very much a preference for younger uh, employees. So I would say that once you get into even your 40s, I know some, some of my clients are in their late 30s and they're already thinking about this issue, you are just less competitive as a candidate. There is a stigma out there thinking that you are not as technology-minded or up-to-date, um, and things are changing so quickly that there's this preference for, let's say, a younger demographic who can jump in and be moldable and learn, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's very important, uh, certainly in your 40s and certainly in your 50s, just to be mindful of that job you know, insecurity issue. Yeah, it's fascinating. And for those people who maybe haven't thought about it a whole lot before they get fired, what, how do you see them reacting, especially for those people that really would rather be an entrepreneur at this point in their lives? So somebody who may, be, may have been working for 20 to 30 years, they're, they've gotten sort of tired of the, the corporate structure and the corporate, corporate culture, but really haven't created any kind of plan to be an entrepreneur, they get fired and they realize, okay, you know what? I really don't want to go back into that environment. I want to figure out how to make it as an entrepreneur. What do you see going on with them? Yeah. So I would say that too many people are surprised when they have an unexpected job loss. It was really amazing to me, even when I was at the media company. And like I said, it was right in the throes of technology disruption it's pretty clear that they were restructuring constantly and they were continually laying people off. I would still run into too many people who hadn't looked at what the severance package might be and what the process was going to be. They hadn't really even thought about it. They didn't update their resume. They weren't active on LinkedIn. They hadn't reconnected with their networks. And so when the job loss was announced, all of a sudden they're scrambling to do a lot of things. And so what I would say is if if you're thinking about making the transition to entrepreneurship um, and you want to be able to do it on your own terms, I would absolutely be thinking about voluntarily negotiating a severance. That's actually something that I did. Um, I think I would have been too afraid to walk away and start something on my own without something. And so I took the opportunity of the company restructuring and laying off and saying, hey, I'm pretty expensive. Why don't you just get rid of me? And it took a couple of tries, but I was able to get uh, some money to walk away. And that made a lot of the difference. If you haven't done that, if you've already walked away, I would be thinking about doing some consulting. So while you're building your business, I would think about doing consulting work, project work, temp work, Something that's similar to your nine to five doesn't require that you have your website all set up, that you have all of your business offerings clear in mind. You really tap into your network, um, people who might have an existing 
project or opportunity that you can jump onto quickly, and that will get the cash flow started because it's going to take longer than you think to establish your business, just to get the word out there, to be clear about what your products are, what your pricing is, to be clear about how you talk about yourself and to be compelling about how you talk about yourself. That takes time. Even if you're dying to do it, you're really excited about it, it does take time to build a business. So to the extent that you can have some money coming in from something like consulting, um, I would highly recommend it. Caroline, how long have you seen it take people to get a business started and get it to the point where they feel like it's reached some kind of stability? I would say that you need to give it at least a year and it can take longer. And a lot of it depends on how much you're working on your business, how uh, enthusiastic you are about it. Because I've had a lot of, especially what I call the, the reluctant or accidental entrepreneurs, they maybe dreamed about starting their own business, but they didn't really think they were going to do it. They thought maybe they would do it once they've retired from corporate, and then they unexpectedly are pushed out or laid off. And then they don't have that romanticized notion of, of entrepreneurship, and they go back and forth for a while. They look for a job, they hang a shingle out there, they kind of keep you know, one foot in, one foot out. And that's really, really hard when you're starting a business to be halfway. And so I find that, that that probably is what takes the longest amount of time, just getting them to a point where they're willing to make a decision one way or the other. Yeah, I certainly see that as well. And one of the things that I tell, I tell our clients is, if you really want to start a business, go all in. Don't get distracted. It takes a lot of focus and perseverance, and there are going to be a lot of roadblocks along the way. So you've got to be really determined and and do everything you can to get this business up and running as quickly as possible. Yeah, I would agree 100%. I mean, I'm thinking just about uh, a recent client where she's very excited about being on her own and we are working you know, in that direction to really firm what her offerings are, what her pricing is how she talks about herself. So all the things that you need as an entrepreneur. And then she'll come to me with a job description. And I had told her to keep looking at job postings because I think they're great for research to know what's on the market. And because for what she does, which is professional services, a lot of the job leads in her area could be possible consulting clients. So I would say to her, well, is this a consulting client? Or are you thinking about this job for yourself? And just asking her that question brings her back to reality. And she says, you know what? I'm not looking for a job anymore. Yes, I'm starting a business. But that's the kind of push-pull that slows a lot of people down. Right. Now, the other thing that you mentioned is if you're looking for consulting work or project work initially just to get the cash flow going, what I'm hearing from you is just sell something first. Don't worry about marketing yet. Yes for a number of reasons, right? That you want to focus on the sell first. One is that certainly having the cash flow come in is great for your financial security. Secondly, it's great for your confidence. So your emotional security. So you know that you are still marketable and someone is willing to invest in you because that's really the show of support, right? When someone's going to open their wallet and actually hire you. 
So I think it's important to try to get that going right away. The other thing is many times we think that we know what our offering is going to be or what our you know, messaging to the market is going to be, but it's really in talking to people and seeing what sells that you start to have clarity on what your product should be and what your pricing should be and what your brand should be. And so if you keep thinking about it in your head and not actually going out there and selling something, I think you do a a disservice to your business. And you might find that the conceptions, the preconceptions that you have are really not accurate. Right. So also your attempt at selling is also a way to do some market research. It is. So, and again, depending on how far afield your business is from what you've done before, for a lot of my late stage career clients, um, they're starting a business in something that they already know and something that they've already done in some way, shape or form. It might not be the primary part of their job. It might have been 10% of their job or it might have been uh, something that they did on a volunteer basis or an extra thing that they did within the company, but it's still something that they've done and that they're already known for. And I think that that's important. Certainly, there are people who've made a 100% career pivot, but for most people, the fastest way is going to be looking at something you've done before and something you're still interested in and launching against that. Right. Um, it certainly makes sense to me. Uh, and I've seen many people do the same thing as well. I'd love to actually do a deeper dive on the emotional reaction that um, late stage late stage professionals have when they've been terminated. And especially if they haven't anticipated it, I'd love to hear your thoughts about how they react emotionally and how that relates to their ability to move on to the next stage as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. This is so important because there is there are two reactions that I see. So one is the kind of shock and awe. There is a blow to the self-esteem. Um, and sometimes it doesn't come right away. It's the blow to the self-esteem comes when they go on the market and they realize it's going to be harder than they think either to get another job at the level, title, and salary that they had before or starting a business. They realize that, wow, this is this is harder than they think, and then it starts to eat at their self-confidence. The other reaction that I see is someone who goes in there and they say, okay, I'm going to, I know that I'm starting over. I'm willing and able and ready to do it. But what they don't anticipate is what it really feels like to be a beginner again, to have to build again. And they're not used to not going hat in hand, but it's more just that beginner mindset and that reaction from folks around. So how long have you been in business? And they'll have to say, I just started this, right? So you don't have the big brand of your company anymore. You don't have resources and all the people around you and you have to get used to that. And that's something that that's something that's difficult and I think unexpected for many people. And um, what are some of the tips that you offer to help people overcome the trauma of being unemployed and not being sure of their own personal, uh, I would say their own personal corporate identity because they have now become 
their own corporation, whether it's literally or, or figuratively, but they're, they're, you know, they are their own business. So they're starting fresh. Their ego is bruised. They may ha- feel like they've suffered a traumatic experience by getting fired. What tips do you offer for them to deal with the emotional reaction and move on and, and get something going that's going to fulfill their needs? Yeah, so 100%, they need to have someone, and ideally more than one person, uh, in their corner who is going to be their cheerleader and their advocate at this time. So certainly that's one of my roles as a coach is to bring them back and to remind them of all the things that they've accomplished, but also to be a sounding board for them when they just need to vent and talk about the anxiety, the fear the lack of confidence uh, that they are experiencing. So they need to find someone, a safe place to confide those feelings uh, to. And the reason why they need to have that safe harbor, if you will, is because their face to the market needs to be 100% confident and needs to be 100% put together um, because no one is going to advocate for your career or your business more than you will. And in a pre-recession time, and some would argue that we're, we're already there, employers are going to be gun-shy about what they spend their money on, whether that's hiring or consulting uh, vendors, et cetera. So you really need to be 100% put together and confident in your face to the market So those feelings that you have, they're real and they should be acknowledged, but you should work on them in a safe space with people that you trust. Yeah, absolutely. Caroline, what do you see since you're so so much in the thick of dealing with people going through these kinds of transitions? What do you see in the world of work for late career, highly talented professionals? What trends do you see in the near future? Yeah. So, you know, I always have to point out that they have more advantages than they think. It's so easy to buy into the media story around age discrimination and you know all of these problems. And, and I had talked about age discrimination earlier on in this call. And so I'm not Pollyanna about it. But the people that I see who are successful, they reach back into the advantages that got them there in the first place. So they have a long-standing network. They have a long-standing background and a lot of experience. And I go line by line through their resume, starting from undergraduate around what they've done, who they know, what they're seeing you know, in the, in the future for areas that they've worked with in the past. And as we start really going through all of the experience and expertise and connections uh, that people have, they realize you know, how much is there in terms of what they can tap into both for leads, for information, and then also for potential opportunities. And so in terms of you know, what's ahead, the world is just getting more complex. There are a lot of companies that are struggling to figure out how to make money, big companies struggling to figure out how to be more nimble, young companies struggling to figure out how to raise enough money or make enough money to get to profitability. And so to the extent that you can parachute in there and solve a specific problem, that 
still really, really, really attractive. And so at the end of the day, it's a, it's a person who hires a person. It's not about parachuting into a market trend. And so if you can just focus on, I'm going to solve a particular problem for a company, that's what's going to turn things around. And the later you are in your career, the more market cycles you've seen, the more experiences you've had, you can pull from that uh, to craft that solution. And Caroline, if somebody wants to go deeper with anything that you've shared today, learn any, anything more about you or get in touch with you, where would they go? So, so both of my sites, so for career uh, coaching in particular, it's Six Figure Start. But again, I mentioned starting Costa Rica Fire specifically because fire, financial independence, retire early is an important career planning tool. And so I've actually created a report that talks about four strategies that you can use to achieve fire. And you can get that on makingfirepossible.com. So it's just a dedicated site um, to get that report, makingfirepossible.com. And I think that's going to open eyes for a lot of people in terms of what is possible, that you can secure your financial fitting and still live the life that you want and build the career that you want. Right. Which is really great to hear. So encourage people to check that out, get in touch with Caroline. And I want to thank you so much, Caroline, for taking the time to join us on Going Solo and share your insights. My guest today has been career coach Caroline Siniza Levine. Thank you again, Caroline, for joining us. Thanks for having me, David. When you visit the Going Solo website at smashingtheplateau.com slash going solo, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today, we learned how Caroline pivoted into her first business as a career coach and into her second business involving real estate and fire financial independence, retire early, and much more. If you're trying to build your own business after a late career job loss and want to make more money faster with fewer mistakes along the way, sign up for a complimentary Going Solo action planning session now. Go to goingsoloplan.com. That's goingsoloplan.com. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.